Ask Andy is our new subscriber-only show. Every month, Andy answers your questions. Like these. What's your favourite colour biro? What the f*** is it with you and terrapins? Uh, what are the spring 2024 catwalk colours? How goes it with the sitar? Can you recommend either the floating barge or the detour to Rwanda? What do you think of the kids of politicians getting into politics? Maybe you and your colleagues would be able to suggest some coping mechanisms. And Andy even asks a few questions himself. Do you, do you think I could get to Christmas number one? Subscribe to Ask Andy Now via any podcast platform. Go to thebuglepodcast.com forward slash donate. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hello, this is Top Stories. I am Andy Zaltzman. We are going back in time yet again as we delve into the archives of the Bugle podcast, specifically to July 2019. Donald Trump was doing his thing as the Americans celebrated Independence Day. I was joined by Anuvab Pal and Alice Fraser for issue 4114 of the Bugle entitled Ram the Ramparts. Top Story this week... American news now. Happy 5th of July, Andy. Oh, thanks. Uh, this week we celebrate the countryness of one of our mo- modern world's most countryest countries. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light. Yes, that's what light is for. <laughs> that is how it works. Also, I'm not in the news. This week, the 1st of July was Canada Day, but you don't hear them making a big fuss about it. You don't right. hear, oh, Canada, Canada, Canada. I don't know their anthem. I only knew it was Canada Day because I have a Canadian friend sleeping on my couch and he didn't get home till quite late. There's no tank parades. <laughs> there's no fireworks. There's just maple syrup and a donut. <laughs> One donut, not too many donuts. Uh, but there's a lot of news about the 4th of July because Trump is receiving flack for his extravagant and heavily choreographed 4th of July celebration which included on the playlist the Star Wars theme song, military flyovers, which is where lots of planes go around looking like they're hunting for a parking spot in a crowded mall, (laughs) and uh, a lot of bloopers. Uh, It's enough to make you feel sorry for Trump. You feel like he can't do anything right, but then you realise he can't do anything (laughs) right. Uh, His 4th of July speech betrayed a sort of loose jazz interpretative historical understanding of the American War of Independence, or as the British called it at the time, stop at your grounded la la la, I'm not listening. (laughs) 
the, my favourite bit was that uh, when he was referring to the fighting force created by the Continental Congress in 1775, Trump said, Our army manned the air, it rammed the ramparts, it took over airports. <laughs> I mean, that is a lot of sentence to unpack. First, manned the air. What? What is that? I mean, the last time someone manned the air in my presence, I had to open a window. (laughs) (laughs) And as for the second half of that sentence, my issue is not so much with the idea that Trump thinks there was a 1775 Air Force and presumably commercial airports with a duty-free wadmole and cask ale section. (laughs) I mean, that's just someone who's been reading too much badly written historical fiction. And if that's a bad thing, call me guilty and put me in a book jail. (laughs) My issue with that sentence is with ram the ramparts. I don't know what he thinks a rampart is, and I desperately want to give him a packet of felt tip pens and make him draw one for me. All right. I mean, ram the rampart sounds like it might be some kind of mascot for some display of military hardware. And very useful in modern warfare, where ramparts are very much in vogue. But you know, it was uh, you know it was it was to Trump, uh, you know, a glorious demonstration of everything that makes America great. And to people who disagree with Trump, it was a glorious demonstration of everything that is making America absolutely terrible. I guess you know it shows shows how you know a country can go in different ways. Well, the perfect example of where ambition met realism was that he insisted on having tanks, but they were too heavy for the part of the grounds that he wanted them on, so they just had to sit in the side streets. <laughs> <laughs> So I don't know about you guys, but look, um, military pomp is, is, I think it's a necessary thing in 2019. I mean, wherever I go, tanks go before me. Um, and I just had to look this up, you know. So I, I, I looked up emperors who make crazy entrances um, because <laughs> I would assume that Trump wants to embrace that kind of emperor-like pomp. Um, and I found this guy in Mongolia, Hulagu Khan, relative of the well-known marauder and Twitter addict Cengiz Khan. (laughs) And he used to enter rooms uh, every time to celebrate a military victory. When he entered the room as an emperor, uh, he was... Before him were always dwarves throwing rose petals, followed by a retinue of trumpeteers on mules. Right. And um, presumably, he he was all about the airports as well back in the day, wasn't he? (laughs) You, You control the Mongolian airports, you control the whole of Asia. My thing with all sort of displays of military power is most militaries in the world seem to have an issue with knees. <laughs> <laughs> they all they all move their knees in weird ways. It makes you it makes you very self-conscious about your knees. If you watch a military march, you're like, is that how they're meant to go? Right. <laughs> I've never thought That's of absolutely yeah. correct, Alice. Right? It doesn't it doesn't give rise to fear. You just think of calisthenics. You don't you're not scared. Which is the idea. India has a thing on 26th January every year called the Republic Day. And we usually invite some country we're fighting with and show them all our weapons. Um, and, you know, we hoist the flag and we sing the anthem and we show them all our, all our air force and military and stuff. And that can go either way, right? I mean, either it's, my God, I'm so scared as your neighbor, or is this all you've got? <laughs> I mean, I do think with Trump that I mean there is an element of the the sort of Nero Caligula. I mean, there, it does seem just a matter of time before there is a horse in Senate. I think. <laughs> and, but do you have to ask? Would that necessarily be a backward step for America as it is now? I mean, the horse is actually a creature much more given to compromise than the human being. So actually, more 
more horses in top-level politics. Yeah, and probably against factory farming. Yeah, not necessarily in France. That might go very badly wrong indeed. <laughs> uh, a quick uh, update on the British junta uh, that is currently going on. As last week, um, uh, as in the last bugle, still waiting for that UN force to restore the rule of law to Westminster. Uh, and it's, uh, well, two Tory leaders left, Boris Johnson uh, and uh, Jeremy Hunt, the two candidates left for the Prime It's like Ali versus Frazier, but different in every single possible way. Um, <laughs> other than that, well, quite a lot of people would like to see them both and it punched in the face. Um, two men desperately trying to appeal to the 0.2% of the population who are allowed to have a say in who our Prime Minister should be, who should be entrusted with the hammer and nails to ram through the metaphorical hands and feet of the younger disenfranchised generation of Britain as we Brex crucify ourselves onto the cross of confected democracy. <laughs> Jeremy Hunt this week uh, appealed to the younger generation by suggesting another vote on fox hunting. Um, because uh, I mean, it, it just you know, I have I have two young children, aged uh, aged twelve and ten now, and I've just lost count of the number of times that I've picked up my kids from school and seen children weeping in their parents' arms when told, "No, darling, we still can't pursue a fox with a pack of dogs and tear it limb from limb." So much for freedom. <laughs> You see the scales fall from their eyes as all the myths they've been told about democracy in their childhood fall away. If the wild success of Brexit has taught us nothing else, it's that if we're going to have a vote on fox hunting, the vo the foxes should get a say. Absolutely. Get, I mean, do a referendum, a referendum. Well, this is this is it. I mean, we in Britain, we pride ourselves on our national sense of fair play. That's it. British values. Politicians <laughs> spout on about it. British values. But... We've never armed the foxes. It undercuts it at the very start. Now, Andy, Alice, I've started, I've just started following hashtag back Boris on Instagram. <laughs> right. Um, I don't know why. I, I guess I figured it's, it's, you know, I need one follower at least. Um, and it's got a lot of photos of him cuddling strange animals in rural England. <laughs> I think they might now, be, mem I think they might be um, members of the Conservative Party. You might... <laughs> Just check those photos again. <laughs> and my question is, is that the sort of metal they're looking for in their future leader that's going to take them through the 21st century? Someone who can hold small opossums. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, to be honest, it's quite unclear what we are looking for. We appear to be looking for a, a proven liar <laughs> and um, with no um, grasp of reality. Well, that was another top story. Do hear more from Alice on the latest issue of the Bugle's glossy magazine sister publication, The Gargle, which you can find along with all our other shows, the Dancy Lagarde book and live tour ticket links at thebuglepodcast.com. And don't forget to join the Bugle voluntary subscription scheme to keep this show free, flourishing and independent. Goodbye. <laughs>